2: Everybody, look, look, look on that side. What, what, what's going on over there?
3: Well, hey, hey. this is SmackDown <laughs> Podcast. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. There, there's no intro today because the computer sucks, but who left us in charge of running a podcast? I don't know. It's I three, don't know. It's too tight, too, Billy. Too tight, <laughs> Billy. This is the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am your host, Tempest, alongside my lovely
2: co-host, Sat. What time, what day is it, Sat? Oh, what day is it? It's Sat-y-day, sat e day And it's Sat-E time, and I do hope we are recording, because last week we had technical difficulties. We did one of our best podcast episodes that you will never, ever see, because it got frozen towards the end, and the whole thing went kaput.
3: It sure did. We had loads of bits in that episode. Yeah, great bits. Yeah, sorry about that. There was no SmackDown podcast last week, but that was not for any lack of trying on our part. Technology just said no. But this week... Boring, there's no problems going on over there, and there won't be. Touch wood. We've got. I touch you. Ugh. Make me feel chills. You know what else makes me feel
2: chills, Sad? What gives you the chills, man? Oh, 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 oh
3: Oh, 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 LET'S GO! The return of Worlds Apart just in time for Elimination Chamber. Sami Zayn is the babyface that we all deserve on SmackDown and we are here to talk about his return, his homecoming to Montreal, Quebec, Canada. One of the most impressive hometown reactions that I have seen in this or any other medium. Make sure you let us know your thoughts in the comments below, because Sat, Yes, there's not a whole lot to say about this promo, like, not a whole lot to recap, because Sami Zayn himself only had, like, three or four lines in this promo. Mm -hmm. He comes out, he says some things in French, I'm a bad Canadian, I don't speak French, we don't even have Editor Terry here to translate for us, but... He did say one line that at Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns was in his effing house. Because if you swear in another language, it's okay. This, this, this segment. It was a moment. It was a moment in time. Sami Zayn says that everybody this time of year points to the WrestleMania sign. But for him... Elimination Chamber is a a once-in-a-lifetime moment because they're in Montreal. And at Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns is going down.
2: That was the entire promo. He quoted Ahmed Johnson. He said, you're going down. He said, Roman Reigns is going down.
3: We cannot possibly do this segment justice. No, no, we can't. This was in... Incredible, Just like Sami Zayn's match back in like September or August when they were setting up the match for Clash at the Castle. Who was mm-hmm. going to face Walter? That match was in Montreal. And Sami Zayn had an incredible babyface showing in that match. On this show, it eclipsed it tenfold. He comes out there to the old music. The music we all wanted him to come out to. Maybe a day early But if they were going to do this show in Montreal, it makes sense to do it here. He comes out to one of the best songs WWE has ever produced, Worlds Apart, the one we sang to lead off this show. And he comes out and gets the ovation of a lifetime. People chanting for him, doing the Olay song, and telling him that he deserves it. He's not won a title. He's just getting this reaction. And they were chanting, "You deserve it," and it made him cry. It made me well up. I had honest to God chills yeah. all over. This was such WWE likes to
2: make moments. They made an incredible moment here. So people saying that they use words apart day early. You can also argue because we know what the end result's going to be uh, tonight. They had to give him that little hometown moment with the crowd we don't know anything sad we don't know oh yeah we don't know anything yeah we don't know spoilers predictions like i mean i i think i know where the storyline is going i think but at this moment just to give you guys a shred of hope (laughs) yes i still feel like it was to give us this moment because we know what's going to happen tomorrow it's going to be a sad ending but at the moment let's bask in it it was great the song is great. So, I was never really that much of a big fan of CFOs. I felt like the song's looped, but this was one of the best songs they had. Like, it's a shame that it went away. And I understand Sammy saying that he doesn't want to go back to the song because it'll be going backwards. But if it felt me. I think that was just a heel thing to say. Even as a face, he said it, He said it, Oh, listen, uh, you know, new music's in the making because even he knows that his current song is dog crap. So obviously he's going to change it. If it was me, keep the song to mania, have that mania moment with the song and then change it down the line if you have to. But this song is incredible. incredible. Maybe the chanting and the moment from the fans made him change his mind because that song added to the moment, him coming out. So when Sammy came out, my nose is itchy, guys, don't worry. Sorry. When Sammy came out, he just slowly walked, fast in the glory of the fans' You know, the adulation, and it was incredible. I got emotional thinking about it, because I was talking to you about it. The last time that song had any proper meaning in my heart was when he won the NXT title, and that had a similar moment as well, when people said, you deserve it, and they were clapping for him, and they were happy for him. On the main roster, it was quite a rocky road to get where we are today. I mean, heck, last year, he was in the midst of a feud with Johnny Knoxville. A good feud, but not... Not this. No, it's not this. No, but it's like you wouldn't think. When you're watching last year, him feuding with the jackass people, you wouldn't think, oh, one year later, Simon said he won the biggest baby face ever because at the time, he was one of the most annoying heels on the main roster. And how he's turned that around in, in the last 12 months has been incredible. It's been incredible to see, even on the show, as we're going to talk about it, they, they even like showed you the, the the origin of the story and what led up to what we have right now. But yeah, it was a great moment. The best moment of, of this decade for WWE. That and the CM Punk return. I'll, I'll put that, those moments together, those, like, just beautiful moments. But, yeah, Sami Zayn coming back to that song. <sighs> it's funny you say that.
3: All of today, like, I've been looking forward to this match and this show yeah. a lot. Like, a lot. But since I watched this segment, I've been thinking this really does feel like a CM Punk walking into Money in the Bank in Chicago type moment.
2: hmm I agree. Now. Yes, sir.
3: I don't want to be hyperbolic here. I don't want to exaggerate. Do they pull the trigger on this man? Now, I know the logical answer to this.
2: I'm sticking with my logical answer.
3: I know you're sticking with your logical answer here, saying no. They've got too many plans in place otherwise for Kevin Owens and the Usos and everything. But, man, you don't get a baby face this over very often. And I understand that pulling the trigger ahead of WrestleMania would be a, a real bold move. But we have been waiting for who the right guy could be for Roman Reigns for a long time. People were asking, who, who dethrones Roman? Like all of last year. And our answer was always, that person doesn't exist yet. The right answer doesn't exist. I feel like you could make the argument that Sami Zayn is the right guy. He's getting not. this, this reaction, getting
2: that reaction for him winning the title in Montreal would be unparalleled. It's true. That's why they gave us this moment today because it's not happening tomorrow. And this is this is why I'm going to argue. Okay, if we're if we're going to get into it, I hate being the heel in this in this situation, the bad guy. But I, I have to keep it realistic. Sami Zayn, right? This year is doing better in terms of win loss records. Up until the bloodline thing, he was the guy that's losing two minute matches, three minute matches. So logically speaking, because you're a man of logic, remember you hate when people trying to you know usurp logic and trying mm-hmm. to make you believe things. I can believe him winning in an underdog kind of way, as in he got a strong small package <laughs> out of the big dog Roman Reigns. But the fact is, Sami Zayn has not been built up to be a credible opponent. It's the strength of his storyline and the emotional investment that made us overlook the fact that Sami Zayn has not had a great win-loss record. Sami Zayn was a chicken, you know, beep word heel who had solo watches back. He was getting bullied by Madcap, Moss and Ricochet not too long ago. Guys, I still remember, we all remember, logic is the case. If Sami builds the rest of this year and has the same momentum or the same crowd reaction, it's up to you guys to support him next year. If we can keep up the momentum to next year, I could argue it's his time. I'm sorry, Cody his time. Listen, it's not Cody's fault that his, his pecs exploded. The, the whole point was, he's, the, Cody's journey is meant to be the whole year of him winning and building up and winning the Rumble, but it didn't happen. He got, he got injured. So people feel like he hasn't been here long enough and he's skipping in front of the line when it, the whole thing was designed for him to face Roman in the first place. So guys... Think about this. Brawling Brutes versus the Usos at WrestleMania will be your fault. That's the kind of crap match that's going to happen at WrestleMania if we change plans. Cody vs. Roman, Marquee match. KO and Sammy versus the Usos. It's Jay Uso, you think about this, guys. We're gonna be here next Saturday, all crying angry, chucking chairs at the camera. Because Jay Uso did an unforgivable thing and he turned his back on Sami Zayn. And then we're ready for the tag match. Then you'll be ready with me. You'll be with me next Saturday at Garadon Dante. Next Saturday. This match is happening tonight. No, I mean like as in the reaction. because oh, I ain't I here see. tonight. I ain't here tonight. Am I filming something tonight? Am I filming something tonight? Not that I know. Exactly. So next Saturday, you're going to see our response to No Way Out happening. Or Elimination <laughs> no Chamber.
3: I wish this show was called No Way Out. <laughs> it's that better than it. Yeah. The, yeah. All right. Because I'll level with you. Yeah. Like, logically, I remember when Sami Zayn challenged Roman Reigns for the, for the Universal title in December of 2021. Yes. Right after November, uh, the Survivor Series. And he gets beaten like, 30 seconds. I remember that happening. I thought they were going to bring that up in this storyline, but they haven't, and it's probably better off for it. Just forget that all that nonsense booking was taking place. I forgot. But, I don't know, man. This feels really special. And I'm not, like, this isn't one of those deals where if they don't do it, I'm going to call foul and say WWE is stupid and everything. This is poorly booked, because I know that the outcome of Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania and the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is still going to be a very satisfying ending. But I want it. I want this one. I want this Sami Zayn moment. I want the pop. I want this moment in Montreal. They screwed over Bret Hart. She's so silly. They screwed him <laughs> over and they've never given them any sort of recompense for it. They have screwed over Montreal every chance that they've gotten. Look at Breaking Point. The last pay-per-view they had here. They screwed The Undertaker in the main event. They did endless, endless Montreal screw job finishes for years. Now is the time to write that wrong, Triple H. I know you had a part in Montreal. You are the one who came up with
2: the idea Now you can make it right That wasn't Jim Cornette Allegedly No it wasn't It It was Triple H Jim Cornette didn't know the finish It was Triple H Everyone take your credit for it But yeah Back to Triple H (laughs) Triple H you can make it right People in the comment section I'm going off on a tirade here Triple H Go for it You can make it right I'm a tirade king But yeah Everyone in the comment section Quiet down Stop arguing amongst yourself Think logically I'm not the most logical person But I can see the logic in things if Cody wasn't, if Cody was still in AEW and we had no one, then yeah, I understand it. But KO for Usos, what are they going to do? Bring back, no offense, New Day versus the Usos for the 10,000 times of WrestleMania? You have to think logically. I'm thinking about the logic. I'm, I'm thinking about the bigger picture. Yeah. Sami Zayn and KO getting the tag titles, getting that sweet, sweet moment with the tag belts, guys. That's going to be great and next year. Listen, if any year.
3: Listen. Yeah. You could pivot. You could pivot. You could adjust. No. Can have Kevin Owens turn on Sami Zayn at the end of the show. No. <laughs> Just be on XT
2: again. I don't no, care. No, no. No, guys, guys, I guys, guys guys, guys, guys. So there's been an argument as well. The other argument is, is Sami Zayn over or is the storyline over? Sami Zayn is over. All right. Then you guys have a whole year to prove it. It's a challenge. Um, that challenge. Not, that is nah. a challenge. That is a challenge because you can argue this is the genesis of Sami Zayn as a baby face. It's kind of like as he's getting going, it's almost like, for example, Austin... Uh, WrestleMania 13, this breakout moment against Bret Hart and in the next month putting the title on him, would that feel the same way as him winning the title in WrestleMania 14? They had a whole year to build up on that momentum. Him winning the Intercontinental title, him breaking his neck, come back from breaking his neck, winning the Royal Rumble, then going to WrestleMania and winning it. They build it up to different steps. I feel like with Sami Zayn, we're still on this beginning level of his journey as being a super babyface again. We're still in the beginning parts. This is like when they pulled the trigger on Diesel. He just turned face the titles of Pittons or whatever and how then it
3: how dare you
2: exactly how, I'm gonna compare how to how Diesel how dare you compare Sami Zayn to Diesel to Goldberg who just started getting over he's United States champion and they gave him the world title he's starting to get over give it Time, guys. Let it reach that level. It's The Rock in 98. All of a sudden, he's getting cheered. SummerSlam. Don't you turn off the recording. You better sit down. You sit your ass down. This is The Rock. SummerSlam 98. He's getting over the baby face. Next month, to put the title on him. No. You have to build it. I'm just saying, guys, we're, we're, we're on this journey together with Sami Zayn. I'm loving it. But I'm not getting caught up in the moment. As much as I love the moment, there's a small part of me that would love that as well. But then it uphens everything else. Sami Zayn not winning tonight. Everyone can still win. He can still win next month. There's a lot of losers if Sami Zayn wins tonight. Cody loses. KO loses. Usos loses. We all lose in a way. I win. <laughs> we, had a, something Canada more. wins. Next time. There's always this, next time.
3: No. there. See, that's the thing, though. That's my big argument with this. Because I don't... Again, I, I don't disagree that this... Change of plans would really drastically change a lot of things for WrestleMania, and there are a lot of really good pieces in place right now for WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm not going to argue any of that. However, I don't think you can just put this one off. I think this is the peak. You saying that we need to build and build and build and build we've been building. The whole last year has been the build for Sami Zayn. His whole bloodline run has been the build to this. This has been the Sami Zayn babyface restoration project. I coined that term six months ago and it has paid off better than I could ever have thought that it would. I don't know. You can't compare this to something like a Steve Austin or because we're in a different era.
2: Batista is another one who is a similar situation. I'll give you that. Batista was in a similar situation where he was turning face while he was in a group. Then he turned on the group. Then he won the title. You, you would argue outside of his feud against Triple H, he kind of struggled a bit. He feuded with JBL not too long after that. And then he kind of started cooling off a little bit. The Cena was going up. Because at one time, Batista was more popular than John Cena. Because of the steps it took afterwards, at that moment, people start to realize. Oh, I think we like the feud a, you know a bit more. He's got cool music. He does the do 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 do. But in the match, you're like, yeah, he's not that great in the ring. Blah blah. There's so many different things that made people realize they didn't like Batista as much as they thought in the beginning. Sami Zayn is no Batista. Sami Zayn is a great wrestler. He can back up in the ring. He's great on the promos. Multi-layered individual. I'm just using that as example. Like if you're saying that's the peak, that means that means for me he's not really over. For me, it's like capitalized on, on on being over right now. The fans at home seeing how over he is. The Olay. Back, you know how we'll fickle. Oh, I'm gonna do Olay next week on the arena. Olay! 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 That's gonna be us next week. Keep that momentum going. Yes, yeah, tag team champions now. Eventually they're gonna lose the tag titles. When they lose the tag titles, this is when you guys still rally behind Sammy. So next year it can be undeniably true that it's Sami Zayn's time. All I'm saying, this is the beginning portion of the story.
3: I think it's Sami Zayn's time now. But let us know what you think in the comments below. Let me know that I'm right. Back me up. Sami olay, Zayn for olay. Universal Champion. Do it for Canada, Sammy, Do it for Canada. I almost dressed up as the Mountie today. You did. I almost did. Check out my music video. It's in the description of the news video. That's probably not out yet, but it'll go up later today. You'll be able to see the Mountie video. We didn't forget. We've just been waiting because League's back. Go and check out Wrestle League at WrestleTalk.com. While,
2: while we're talking about the wrestling news, I said cataclysmic. You sure did. Cataclysmic! You can you, say it wait, right. You guys watch the news. You'll see why I'm saying that word because I struggle for a second. And then if the editor leaves it in, you hear Tempest's uh, response, which was like, that's not the word. The way I said it was wrong. I just want to say English once upon a time was my second language growing up. It's okay. So, yeah. It's all
3: right. I'm not going to blame you. <laughs>
2: We, no okay we filmed we filmed the wrestling news multiple times it was multiple takes they have to hear about this i'm i'm pulling out the bts behind the scene we filmed the news three times and you see that i'm tired
3: <laughs> tired it's okay it's okay
2: hold <laughs> oh me i'm freaking tired
3: We have not a whole lot else to discuss on this show to tell you the truth, but there's some bits. As we open this episode of SmackDown with a tribute to Jerry Jarrett, that's very nice. May he rest in peace. Thanks for creating TNA,
2: Jerry. And and, and Jeff.
3: (laughs) Yes, but Jeff is still alive, so he can get
2: his flowers later. No, but thank you for creating Jeff Jarrett. He's a heck of a man.
3: Oh, yes. He also created (laughs) Jeff Jarrett. Yes. I thought you were thanking Jeff for creating TNA. No. Anyway. (laughs) Goodness me. I'm really trying to get us back on track. <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs> we got our opening tag team match here of Natalia and Shotzi against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. This match was actually Pretty all right. Montreal was hitting Ronda with the You Can't Wrestle chance, which is just incredible to see when uh, we're setting up to watch uh, mercedes Monet or mercedes Monday against Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship very soon. And to think that they lost out on Sasha Banks because they wanted Ronda Rousey to be against Charlotte Flair and have the run that she's had the last year will never not be funny to me. But regardless, this match was actually pretty all right. Natalia got a nice big pop from her Canadian brethren, and uh, yeah, Shotzi did some stuff in this match. She hit a tiger suplex. She locked in the cattle mutilation. She had a dive to the outside. She did her DDT on the apron that, uh, you know... It was, it was pretty good. It's the one that they really messed up at Survivor Series, but they got it.
2: Shotzi was the worker of the match. It's crazy. With they... Shayna in there, with Shayna in there, and, and Natalia and Ronda when she cares sometimes. Shotzi was a super worker.
3: Yeah. She she was really trying this time. Good good for her. And they went for the heart attack, and uh, the uh, Natalia had her leg sweeped out, and then Ronda rolled through and turned it into an arm bar, and she tapped out Shotzi. So... Sucks to be Shotzi, I suppose. But Ronda and Shayna continue to build towards what I presume will be a tag title match at WrestleMania.
2: This was a decent little match. My spider senses are tingling, my friend. It just dawned on me when we're talking right now. Think about this, right? Mm-hmm. Damage control. Heels! Yeah. Shayna Ronda. Apathetic. <laughs> they don't really care. Damn, these two tag team matches does not sound like a match I want to see so my spider senses are tingling whoever the losers are of elimination chamber tonight of the women a couple of those women are going to form a tag team in my turn into fatal four-way because right now i'm my juices are not flowing for this match is your juices flowing for this match no so you know that Liv morgan and raquel dear god <laughs> think about it i see it already i see the vision right because raquel's been getting punked out by Liv week after week if I was them, there's a story to be there's a story there somewhere. Continue them teaming up, and then Raquel would snap at WrestleMania and turn heel on Liv after they lose the match, after Ronda Rousey, and after Shayna Baszler win the tag titles, maybe tapping at Liv, because you know Liv likes to tap out. And then afterwards she get mad and Tiana bombs her. I see that being the vision. That's the vision.
3: I, I, could, I could very well see it. I don't care about these women's tag titles, but Sure. Why not? Yeah. Moving on, they did a lot of uh, recap packages, telling the whole story of Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. They the first one here, it's very good. You know, they're they're always good. They're WWE video packages. They're never not not good. Um, and then Hit Row came out, and it was pointed out on Twitter that at one point, some people thought that there was a possibility that that Swerve could could po- could possibly be jealous or something that he wasn't back in WWE alongside Hit Row. And here's Hit Row getting jobbed out every single week. Meanwhile, Swerve, I'm not saying he's in the biggest storyline right now, but he's gotten This Is Awesome chance on Rampage, and I think he <laughs> is one of the best parts of AEW's programming at the moment. He is. I think he's doing all right. Because Hit Row came out here, and they made fun of Montreal with a rap. He said that they needed to lick the poutine gravy off of their fingers and put their hands together for Hit Row. And I am curious to think about who Hitrow thinks is eating poutine with their fingers, and if it's you, seek help.
2: Goodness, I, I me. don't know what that that thing is What's a a, a, a poutine, a, a protein. A po- a protein? P- you don't know what poutine is. I know who Vladimir Putin is. That's not the same thing. Stop. No. What, what's the poutine? Poutine is chips and cheese curds and gravy. I'm sorry, Canada. How am I meant to know this stuff? Everybody knows what poutine is now. It's a thing. It's a cultural revolution. Since you show me one, say it's a poutine place, a poutine restaurant. We'll in take. May.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you some poutine. Anywho, they get interrupted, but they also said that Toronto is better than Montreal. Hitro knows what's up. It's not Toronto. Kind of sucks, but I didn't say that. It's it's the business town. Montreal is like the party city, but Toronto is like you know where people go to get jobs and then. Drive up the housing Montreal people
2: speak French weird, okay? Uh, See, now you're
3: being culturally insensitive to Canada and French-speaking Canadians in particular. I just say that their hockey team sucks.
2: My uncle lives in Montreal. What can I say? Yeah. So Bray Wyatt
3: and uh, Uncle Howdy come out, and they they beat them up. They throw them out of the ring, and they probably did that just so Michael Cole could get the opportunity to dunk on Top Doll again, which is his favorite thing to do. Throws him over, they throw Top Dollar over the top rope, and Michael Cole said, hmm, He had no problem getting over the top rope this time. Lol. At some point, Hit Row has to like snap and kill Michael Cole or something.
2: I would love that, but I don't think that's going to happen.
3: I'm just like, like I don't care that he's burying Top Dollar personally. It doesn't like bother me, but I'm it like, It bothers
2: me. Top Dollar is a bigger guy. He should hurt him. Long time ago.
3: You can only say this stuff about a man so many times before. Yeah, you're going to get your ass beat.
2: I think it'll be a recurring thing. I think he just dunks on him. It's never, it's, there's no going to be no payback. Unless it's a WrestleMania pre, pre-show match coming up. I don't know.
3: Wade Barrett and Michael Cole versus Hit Row.
2: <laughs> why not? Sure. Why not? No, no. no. In a rap battle with Michael Cole might win. I like win. it far
3: less. <laughs> they say that whoever wins an elimination chamber between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar should run. Now, yes, sir. I have a few thoughts about this. You sure do. I yeah. I watched that pitch black match. Yes, we did. I do not want to see Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar anywhere near these two. Anywhere. They're fine doing stuff like this. Come out, do a little thing, save the show from hit row, making fun of a town. I don't care. I'm not offended by that. If... The WrestleMania plans for either Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar are in any way linked to Bray Wyatt, that's gonna upset me a little
2: bit. So the match at Elimination Chamber is a number one contender match to face Bray Wyatt now.
3: Yeah, it's a number one contenders match to have the worst match at WrestleMania this year.
2: So there's there's a part of me, you know, there's there's a lot of us that like the word car crash TV. That what gets me interested in this is that it doesn't go together? You got two ultra realistic guys in Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar.
3: MMA fighters,
2: MMA fighters potentially stepping into Bray Wyatt's world. It's part of the reason why I like LA Knight because LA Knight did not fit in a storyline with Bray Wyatt, but yet they made it work. Bobby did La- they? No, I'm not talking about in ring. La Knight made it work for him, yes. Segment at a time, yes. But overall, I yes, would not you're right. say that that feud it's true. Worked. Bobby Lashley is not La Knight, so. Nope. Oh, I'm to see Bobby's reaction. Bobby has to do promos. <laughs> <about> Bray Wyatt.
3: <laughs> it sounds awful.
2: But with Brock, I can see the I can see. I can see Brock Lesnar suplexing the puppets. So I, there's there's a part of me that I want to see. Lesnar, <laughs> suplex Uncle Howdy off the stage. <laughs> I see the vision. It's making me laugh because I have to laugh because I have nothing else.
3: <laughs> he <laughs>, laughs so that he doesn't cry. Yes, I'm this close to crying. <laughs> you're gonna tell. You're gonna have these these reporters wave Rock Lesnar and Gunther in front of my face, mm. and then. And then give me this. I can't. I can't, then, can't
2: deal. Then, then Uncle Howdy lifts almost and chucks him off the stage. Then, kaboom, explosion. <laughs> and then, then MVP's cane gets turned into like a little snake or whatever. What are you talking about? <laughs> Potential storylines. Because I'm thinking if they're going to feud, I have to psych myself ready for what is about to happen. Anything can happen with Bray Wyatt feuding one of these guys.
3: Yeah. So keep in mind, with this promo in mind, They announced next week is going to be the return of the Firefly Funhouse. So all the people that were saying that this is not going to be, like, a permanent thing or a recurring thing. I was was people. Your people. You're wrong. We're just getting the Firefly Funhouse back, and I... I guess he's just like a weird half version of Mr. Rogers Bray at all times now. I don't know what this character is. Either.
2: All right, but, okay, the important thing, for the people that didn't watch the show or going to watch the show, he did a promo. He did mention Bobby Lashley. He did mention Brock Lesnar.
3: We're going to know which of them it's going to be by the time the Firefly Funhouse
2: comes back next week. Bingo. But he did say, it seems like he's embraced the darkness within him. He's not reveling. He's not hanging up with Uncle Howdy. Him and Uncle Howdy hanging out, their mates drinking drinks together, causing havoc together. So that is a new development in the story. Because when he first came back, he was resisting the influence of Uncle Howdy. But now him and Uncle Howdy are best buds. So that's an update. Bray Wyatt has now embraced the darkness. So... I hate this <laughs> freaking feud. I hate it really bad. That's, that's an update. I think that, that's important to say.
3: Go Maple Leafs. Um, <laughs> Mad Cat Moss is backstage and... They, they just do a generic promo. I don't want to sound down on this show because the Sami Zayn stuff was like light years ahead of everything else on it. It was like the best SmackDown segment I've seen in so long. And there have been really good ones. This Bloodline stuff is fantastic, but this Sami thing was so good. Meanwhile, the generic Mad Cat Moss cuts a generically written promo and Emma's like, I knew you were going to win, babe. Oh, thanks, babe. How'd you know? Oh, no one has a physique like you. Like This was written by Vince McMahon. I I refuse to believe otherwise. Listen,
2: nothing just that. The dialogue's coming out of Emma's mouth. Emma, do you have any more words in your vocabulary besides the things they're giving you? Uh, She's come back to this. They should do not... Listen, if you didn't know about Emma's, like reputation or background, you'd be like, I don't get it. Like, what's all that hype for this woman who's now like a arm piece, an arm candy for this guy who we barely see week to week? Because after the show tonight, I don't know when we're next to see Madcap Moss. I have no idea. Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal?
3: Probably. I mean, you look at this and they cap this off with like, and tonight, Mad Cap Mad Moss is going to prove that he is a superstar. Jargon. And also, You're right. Emma is way too good to simply be the ba- the valet yeah. of totally not over Mad Cat Moss.
2: That depresses me. Why is Emma not in the Elimination Chamber? That is a good question. That is why Emma could potentially be one of this hypothetical tag teams for this tag title match. But I doubt it. She might also be in a Bat Royal to mm. a Mania.
3: Yeah. So. We'll get to the rest of Madcap Moss's stuff uh, later in the show. But next, we had the Viking Raiders. Ta- and also, Ariel Helwani was in the crowd at some point. We'll get to him in a bit. Low. Uh, I didn't, I don't have that much to say about it. But the Viking Raiders took on the Banger Bros, formerly known as, you know,
2: Drew and Seamus. Uh, I've got, got a name for them. Drew and Seamus is Shrew.
3: The taming of the Shrew McIntyre. Bingo. I'm sure it'll stick. <laughs> Just like the Banger Bros did. Uh, This was a fine little match. It was a little bit messy in places. Sheamus went for a bro kick at one point. Eric tried to catch him turn it into a powerbomb, but they just kind of like fell down. And he hurt him back up, hit the powerbomb for a near fall. Drew was kind of in the corner just being like, don't kill my partner, please. And yeah, they just kind of kept going. It was good stuff. Sheamus at one point hit a knee drop off the top rope. That was cool. People don't really do that anymore. Kyle O'Reilly uses a finish for a while. I miss Kyle O'Reilly. That's I miss just Kyle a side note. Too. Um, yeah. Ragnarok. Viking Raiders tried to hit Ragnarok. They didn't. Drew hits uh, Ivar with the brogue kick. And then Drew, uh, or Sheamus, whatever. Sheamus hits the brogue kick on Ivar. They drop Drew. Drew then hits the ropes, hits a Claymore on Eric. Gets the win. Good stuff. I hope this is the end of this feud because, like, It's just Drew and Sheamus beating them, and then the Viking Raiders getting upset, beating them up, and then losing to them again, which is like, okay, sure. That's that's the key
2: word again. There was a part of me, a huge part of me, um, throughout the weeks. I was thinking Drew and Sheamus going to win, but today, before you know, I watched the show. I was thinking, hey, Viking Raiders could use could use a victory. I mean, Mm -hmm. they are the traditional tag team not makeshift one because we don't know what the expiration date is for shrew uh <laughs> trying to make fetch a thing guys um so we don't know how long they're going to be a tag team so i feel like viking raiders are now lost the credibility because you spent months building them up uh you know feuding with new day defeating other tag teams and then you make them lose twice to um i would say shrew and Seamus <laughs> and drew so what are you going to do with them now uh, it's like another tag team. They, I out-argue, before this feud, they were on the cusp of being credible tag teams to face Sami and K after Mania or something like that. But now they've lost to them twice in a row. The whole storyline was meant to be a redemption arc of sorts for the Viking Raiders, and it didn't. They're all talk, they're all promo, and no follow-up.
3: Yeah. It's a shame, because I, I very much felt the same way, that they were very clearly being presented as top contenders for the tag titles for whoever the babyface champions were going to be. And we've never quite gotten to that point because it's just taken so long and things didn't work out that way, which is fine, but it does kind of leave them being kind of the odd
2: team out with everything.
3: I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of what's happened with the Viking Raiders, but... You they're ma- they're
2: meant did. to be new and improved and vicious. And then it just, that's what's annoying. It's like if it, I know, people hate 50-50 booking. So a lot of people are like, yay, you know, Drew and Sheamus are so powerful to beat him again. True. But I'm thinking about the tag team division in SmackDown needs to be healthy. The tag team division on Raw needs to be healthy. These kind of losses are not good for optics.
3: Yeah, I wanted a Viking rules match, I didn't get one. Maybe if this stupid feud keeps going, maybe we'll then get a Viking
2: rules match. Would you be fine with another match and then Viking Raiders getting the win back?
3: No, not really. So,
2: yeah, so I guess we're one and done, but we always think that- Two and done, that's the second one. Okay, we're two and done, but as we see later on, some feuds just don't die.
3: Some feuds just don't die, including this one is Rey Mysterio's backstage. And he's asked about the nice little moment he had backstage last week with Santos Escobar. I really actually like this deal that they did where they exchanged masks after their fatal four way match. Really cool thing. They gave each other, they dapped each other up. Mm-hmm. It was like a real cool moment from one luchador to another. And they go back to Ray, who's backstage, and he says that that moment meant the world to both of them. I don't know what I would like to see from Ray and Santos. I haven't, like, sat down and, like, really thought about it in my yeah, head. Yeah, he said, sat down. <laughs> That's your name. And then Karrion Cross comes in, because we're not done with this feud either. No. And Karrion Cross says that, you know, Ray, I wanted to be a father myself. And then I saw the way that your son looked at you with disgust. Now I don't want to be a father anymore which is hilarious, and he says that Ray hides his face in shame because he is a sorry excuse for a father, and then he says, Ray, do something about it, walks off, and Ray's just seething mad, and they're going to have another match next week. We're on a treadmill with a lot of things on SmackDown right now.
2: So, guys, will Carrion get his victory? Because if he doesn't... I'm not exaggerating. See, I've been one of those people that was on the side of like, yay, carrying crosses in WWE again. Let's, let's give him redemption, okay? He can't be losing to Rey Mysterio twice because his whole being a dominant force thing is kaput. Rey Mysterio is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, a legend. To lose to him twice is an honor. I get it. But for the optics of things, that's the word of today, optics. You would take Karrion Cross does not belong in a ring with Gunter after if he loses to him again. Sure. You say currently he doesn't deserve to be in a ring with him because of how they've been booking him. Sure, whatever. But I'm thinking about WrestleMania, how Gunter needs opponents. If, if I was booking this WrestleMania, I'll put Sheamus, Drew, Gunter and Karrion Cross. Just make four horses fight. See, that fa- face is making. That would be even more stinky if Karrion loses next week.
3: I want Karen Cross near that See? match. See?
2: Karen Cross is not a bad wrestler, guys. Go watch his stuff. It's on YouTube. It's for free. He can wrestle. Mm. Don't let people don't let don't let how he's feeling right now put you off. He he does a bit sometimes. Ha ha in your face. Deep down he knows it too. <laughs> Karen Cross has moves, he can do stuff in the ring. He just has not been shown the full scope of what he can do, guys. Gosh. What have you
3: done for me lately, unfortunately? We had Asuka wrestling Liv Morgan in a very frustrating match cuz I couldn't tell you too many things that happened here. I know that Liv Morgan hit a code breaker off the top rope and I was like, "Wow, that's a big near fall." She went for the Oblivion, didn't hit it. Asuka, uh, they sh- did the like the yes kicks a bunch of times and then eventually just locked into a submission and got the win.
2: Just has got a sacrifice in.
3: However, I saw virtually nothing else in this match. Because WWE was very content to cut between all of the other four members of the Elimination Chamber who had just made their way out to ringside. Because Carmella was on commentary for this match, which is already a thumbs down. Because wrestlers on commentary almost never works unless you are supremely talented at it. Like Kevin Owens is always really funny on commentary, but otherwise, not very many people can actually make this work. No is not one of the people that can really make it work. It's not her fault. She's trying her best. She's, she's a good talker, but it's just irritating hearing a wrestler bicker with the announcers when I'm trying to watch the wrestling. She says that Raquel is at a disadvantage because she's never been in the Elimination Chamber match. Right. That's a fair analytical point to make, I would say. But Raquel gets real pissed off at this. She comes down to ringside and she's like, What are you talking trash for? And then Nikki Cross just pops out of nowhere and is sitting on, Nikki. sitting on the announce desk. She's, like, asking Michael Cole if, if Michael Cole will be her best friend. And he's like, yeah, okay, Nikki, whatever you say, whatever you want. She's, like, sitting on Wade Barrett's lap. It's real bizarre. Natalia kind of pops up out of nowhere. She's like, I'm here, too. And they do the rest of this match, and then it ends. I'm finding it very difficult to pay attention to what's going on because they just mm. keep cutting between all the different women at ringside. Kevin Dunn needs to calm the f down, and then after the match, they all hit moves. You know, they they get in there, and Carmella hits a super kick on Asuka because Oscar wins. Uh, Natalia hits her discus lariat. Then Nikki gets in, hits a swinging neck breaker, and then uh, Raquel comes in, hits her move. What's it called? Tiano bum. I can never remember that. Hits the move, and then goes to like ask Liv for, to uh, to get up. Yeah. And Liv gets up, and then just hits her little code breaker side thing. And Raquel falls down
2: because Raquel's dumb.
3: No, like dumb th- giant. Th-
2: th- then she got kicked by Oscar. Then she fell down.
3: Yeah, because Asuka and I would imagine that Asuka and Liv Morgan will probably either be the first two or the last two in the chamber. Something like that. Like, they were the last two standing in this segment. Maybe that'll play into the pay-per-view. Maybe not. But I, that, that was, I felt important enough to point out. What, 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 do, you, uh, what do you make of this, Raquel.
2: Like I was saying to you guys earlier, uh, Raquel's been made to look like a simp. So this is not the first time that Liv Morgan's one-up.
3: Simp and <laughs> Raquel. Easy.
2: Yeah, it's not the first time that Liv is one-up, <laughs> Raquel. She gave her that pip slap. <laughs> she went whack in the face. And then she protected her in a tag team match. And then she's doing the same thing today. They had a whole obstacle course situation where they couldn't break the table one time. Like, <laughs>
3: Forgot about that.
2: Yeah. So they, they their entire history is not nice. Yeah. Raquel forgets that. So Raquel. So what I feel like is the last few weeks, Raquel saying like how no one's been taking it seriously and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's a storyline they are either intentionally telling or accidentally stumbling into. I do think the Raquel Rodriguez as a smiling baby face. Awkward smiling baby face is played out. Mm-hmm. It's time for her to become big mammy cool. It's time for her to turn heel and just be a monster horse wrestler in the women's division they need. Because Asuka's gonna need a lot of challenges when she wins the title at WrestleMania. I'm just making a spoiler prediction, whatever. Um, yeah, Raquel, Stell. As, as as still bread can be, she needs to turn heel. So I would argue she should keep this weird relationship with Liv going where <laughs> Liv embarrasses her, but yet she still forgives her, and then she snaps a mania, and then she turns heel, and then she goes roughshod.
3: You remember that really bad match they had before the Royal Rumble where they set up the table and then didn't use it, and they just rolled back in the ring? They have bad luck with tables, it turns out.
2: They do. I they agree
3: do. I agree with you. But I think that could be a little WrestleMania moment, Dealey. yeah. Um, after that, we had the second of two uh, Ariel Helwani deals in the crowd where they throw to Ariel Helwani. I don't have a lot to say about this because, on one hand, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Let, let, the dude do what he, let the dude do what he wants. You yeah. Know? Like, he, he can go about his business, and if he wants to be a shill for WWE, that's fine.
2: Standing in the crowd with a microphone, guys. I mean, what's everyone so mad about?
3: That being said, I will never take anything he says about pro wrestling seriously again.
2: What? It's just a take. He's just a human being. All because he was there. It doesn't mean anything. What does it mean? Why does everyone know who-pa-la-la-la-la-la about that? I'm going to still listen to the MMA Hour of Elio, Ariel Awani and the BT, you know, sports interviews. I'm still going to check it out. I don't care where he goes. I don't care if he goes to AEW. I don't care if he goes to WWE. Heck, I don't even, want, I don't even care if I go back to the old WCW and I see him there in the crowd. It doesn't bother me. I don't know it's bothering a lot of people. It bothers one person and then go into a whole Twitter, you know, situation about it. Yeah, It's just a guy. With he, he a microphone. He didn't say anything offensive. That's the thing. He didn't say anything offensive. Yeah, he was there. He's been there before. No, People... no, no, no. It's not about now, though. It's about, like, Ariel
3: Helwani's had, like, a a pretty sizable last six months of wrestling coverage, you know, between going out and saying that Tony Khan's interview was, like, the worst interview he's ever had. But it, it was for him. I understand that, but... It's very difficult for me, someone who... I don't want to be like, Ooh, I went to journalism school and stuff, but like, no, but you did. No, I did. Yeah. Educate
2: me. No, this is great. No, I did.
3: But like, it's very difficult. And this is for all the people that like to say that we're paid by AEW and stuff. I wish. It's very difficult for me to look at someone who has a lot of reach as a journalist, podcaster, person who covers combat sports. Nick Khan
2: was his agent. Yeah. He's got reach.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is difficult for me to look at a guy in the crowd being paid, presumably, by WWE, is in bed with WWE on some level. And if you want to do that, that's fine. Be, you know, Ryan Satin on Fox Sports and and everything. Like, nothing against these people. Earn your money. Do what you want to do. That's Mm. fine. But if I'm going to be then the consumer looking at, it from the outside as just someone who possibly could go to different people about, you know, pro wrestling coverage. I don't want to hear from those people. I don't, I don't want to hear from them because their perception of everything is going to be skewed.
2: I think if um, Tony Khan ran an AEW show in Montreal and invited Ariel Helwani to come, he would come and do the same thing he just did for WWE. It's true. It's just the WWE were in that area. They invited him. He's from Montreal, guys. There's not like some big conspiracy going on. It's like, you're a Montreal guy. You're you're a sports journalist, whatever. Come and do. And it's more to add to Sami Zayn. It was more like to pump up the Sami Zayn, uh, you know, appearance for the show. So it's all positive things. And then people just want to put down on things. Again, if Tony had invited Ariel, he would have done the same thing. So I don't get the hoolala. The
3: hoopla. I can't say for sure that he would or wouldn't. I'm not going to put words in his mouth.
2: He would. Dana White used to bully him when it came to UFC coverage and stuff like that. And he still came back. It's because
3: he was paid by UFC too.
2: So who? So You You get your. I'm just saying. So I don't care how he's getting paid. He's getting paid money. I ain't going to hate on how a person gets paid money. He just made an appearance and people getting a hoopla about it. And if Tony invite him to Montreal, just solve that issue. Just invite him to Montreal and then you're done.
3: AEW go to Montreal is what I'm getting out of this. Yeah. And then the last thing that we have to talk about on this year's show is also very interesting because it's Madcap Moss versus Walter Gunther, whatever. Really annoys some people when I say that. For the intercontinental. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. Okay, stop there right now. I hate when you do this. If you want to say Walter, if it's Walter 2 you in your heart, you say it. Who gives a gosh darn it what anyone else thinks? I say Gunther because I'm, I'm rolling with the flow because I made that joke that he lost weight. <laughs> Gunther had a family and wife yeah. and kids. <laughs> wait, Walter had a wife and family and kids. Gunther's got Ginny. There's a difference. And he lost weight. I can say that. If, that. if your guy's Walter, he will be watered to you. So do He's not change for anyone Wal- else. So yes, He's so anyone if anyone's giving Tempest crap in the comment section ever or ever again, you're a piece of crap.
3: Wow. Bold, bold words. Look at this gorgeous man.
2: Yeah. My knight. I said it.
3: Yeah. So this match, very interesting. And by interesting, I do mean a little depressing. Because Mad Cat Moss, they pumped in a lot of fake cheers for this man's entrance. And then they sure disappeared, because as soon as they started wrestling, Mad Cat Moss was just getting booed. He was just getting booed. It was was lovely, wasn't it? It was.
2: It was music to your ears. Stop lying. It wasn't, because I don't want the guy to fail. I just want them to do it right. No, I I meant like crowds are litmus test of. You want me to say that it was
3: vindicating to hear a crowd of fellow Canadians be like sharing my opinion? Yes. Maybe it is. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it is. No, I but, like
2: being right. But, no, but no, I, don't,
3: I want him to do better. I want everyone to succeed.
2: There was a young wrestler by the name of Rocky Maivia. Don't know what happened to him. He came out. They forced him down people's throat. Compared they didn't a like lot him. Of people to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> but Rocky Maivia was not over at all. What happened? They booed him. So that's a little bit of course correction. nation domination, rest is history. This is a learning curve for Madcap Moss, who's had ten thousand character changes. True. Here's another one that they've repackaged a lot, but you would argue this recent repackaging has been the least compelling one. If <laughs> I don't know what he's been repackaged as, he's just guy, exactly guy who's got a girl, he's living his dream like a romantic comedy, not translating well to TV. Madcap Moss in this match, we're going to get to it. He's he's explosive. He just needs a character to sink his teeth into. No one knows his motivation. If you're a guy that has no motivation, the crowd can't get behind you. At the moment, he's just a guy got a girl. For most people, they hate. That makes him a heel. He's got a hot girlfriend, you never see him on TV. He's in catering all the time. And he has Emma. He's in catering all the time and he has Emma. That makes him a heel. So they should lean into that. They should be a an obnoxious couple that are always making out and you know he's not focusing on his match. Then you've got something to sink your teeth into. It's better than what he's doing, right? No.
3: I mean, it's better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah. Because this match, uh, it was fine. Like The actual work that they did was good. Walter's great. He's always going to be great. Mm-hmm. I almost called him Riddick Moss. That was weird. Matt he, Cap- is with, he is Riddick? just
2: Riddick Moss. His gimmick name, if you went to him, uh, first name. M- not Madcap. What is your first name, Riddick? Exactly, former twenty four seven champion, Riddick yeah. Moss. There you are. Is Riddick Moss Madcap? Is to a nickname that he can't let go because I don't know. Because even know why. even Corbin got rid of Happy before him. You know, yeah. the
3: nicknames. Yeah, but yeah. There was the big clothesline. He runs the ropes like five times and hits the clothesline. Uh, it was very open.
2: warrior and it sounds. It looks very tiring when he yeah.
3: Does. Sure. I like the idea that the more you run the ropes, the harder it is to hit the move, like the more power you've got behind it, like when Roman hits that Spirit WrestleMania 33, oh, hits the ropes dream. like five times. Really? It's just funny to me. Uh but yeah, he hits a fallaway slam off the off the middle rope. That gets a star for me cuz that I was a
2: fallaway slam. That was a good one.
3: And Walter just like hits him with the powerbomb and wins.
2: Yeah, yeah. no last symphony. He went, "Now I'm going back to my old move, guys." Yeah, just just powerbomb. Hits yeah. him with a move. That was it. That was good saying. A-2, Braun Strowman, A-2, I did a powerbomb before you. Because sometimes I have a theory when wrestlers stop, change their finishes, kind of like, this guy's using the powerbomb, you can't use it. It's kind of like when Lashley couldn't use the power slam anymore because mm. Braun was doing it, so he had to do a stupid suplex or whatever. They, they came up with a lot of things, but eventually, Lashley got his spear back. That's a whole story for another time. It just comes to my head that when a wrestler can't do a move, we know why.
3: By the end of this match, they were uh, singing for Sami Zayn, so...
2: But went, went home early. <laughs> yeah.
3: Goes to show how interested they all were in this match. And again, I don't want to harp on him too much because it's not his fault. But, like, this does just kind of go to show that you can't expect people to treat this guy like a contender. Because there was no, like, storyline beat in this match. It was no, like, oh, he came real close and got comforted by Emma afterwards and he's going to try real hard next time. He just kind of, like, went in and had a match and lost.
2: Which is just curious to me. But... Did your opinion of him change after the match? No, oh. not at all. You didn't think, uh, oh, this guy belongs in the ring. Oh, he, this guy just, just changed up his character. He could be someone, no?
3: Not real. No more than it was last week. Like, I know he can do the moves. That's fine. Mm. I need the change to happen first before <laughs> all of this happens. Because, like, I don't know. Having a 10-minute good match with Walter is kind of a bare minimum for the roster, I feel like. But not everyone can pass that test. If they shouldn't, they shouldn't be.
2: (laughs) Yikes. Yeah.
3: But yeah, that pretty much wraps up SmackDown because then we had the excellent main event segment with Sami Zayn. Um, Overall, I thought this was a pretty poor SmackDown. Like, at best, it was, like, kind of fine. Not a lot of the other matches really meant a whole lot for Elimination Chamber. It was just, like, the momentum thing. Otherwise, it was just... You know, Walter retains his title. Cool. Ronda and Shayna get a win. They're not on the show. That's fine. You had the Bray Wyatt thing, which I'm not a fan of, but did set up something for Chamber afterwards. So there was very little to go into Elimination Chamber with coming out of this show. Not the strongest go-home show for anything other than the main event angle, but that's the most important part. So fair play to that. I don't know what I would give it. My Two and a half review, out of five? Something like that. In my edited review, I just said that this was Sami Zayn out of five, which I think is nice. accurate because it's nice. the only thing on nice. this show that will ever be worth watching. I don't know, it's fine. You Let us know what you think in the comments below. However, I'm going to quickly check to make sure that we don't have any podcast shout outs to do because that is where this crashed last week. I'm checking, we're still recording, so yeah, we're, we've
2: made it better than uh, we did yes. last week. But also to say, uh, it was advertised that next week on SmackDown will be Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair finally having a face to face. They're finally getting the storyline going.
3: Hell yeah. So, we do indeed have to thank some very wonderful people before we get out of here for the day. Those are our $25 and above patrons over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You can go over there and subscribe at any tier that you'd like for a number of exclusive exclusives, including the Extended Cut of Survival series, new episodes coming at the first Friday of every month, Lot to look forward to with that. We do podcasts every single week that are exclusive to Patreon, whether it be the behind-the-scenes podcast, Wrestle Talk, Wrestle Talk After Dark, where we talk about anything that's not wrestling, the Wrestle Talk Mailbag show, where we talk about all things that are wrestling, and we've got, of course, Wrestle Talk Extra, where Luke and Ollie go back and review a full pay per view from the past with loads of in-depth research. It's a very good time to become a Pledge Hammer. And if you subscribe to the $25 and above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show just like this. I'm sorry there's no music. The board thing's not working because the computer didn't work. It's a whole thing. (laughs) So
2: if I did music, imagine.
3: (laughs) I'm not going to have you do that the whole time. (laughs) A big special shout out to Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Yeah. Michael Jensen Radio. Yeah. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. Yeah. N.J.
2: Hornsberg.
3: Yeah. This is some kind of patron shout out. Nate dropped surname. Yeah. The batsman Nathan Batty. Yeah. Peter Fiber us. Yeah.
2: Better than this, Kyle Philip
3: O'Reilly. Yeah. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by SWAFT Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend.
2: Yeah. Reese Cook, What the Rock is Smelling. Yeah. Daylight
3: Robbery, Rob James. Yeah. Yo,
2: Adrian. Rocky. Yeah. Yo,
3: Adrian. Very good. Thank you again to all of our $25 and above Pledge Hammers. Make sure you go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk if you want your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show just like this. We are going to be back later tonight for our live reactions to Elimination Chamber. It is going to be Pete Quinnell and Sullivan Bo Brown. Go... <coughs> They're going for the shot at the Jam That Championship at WrestleJamia. Jamia. They're going double or nothing. They want two title shots. Who's going to walk away with it? You'll find out if you tune into our live reactions for Elimination Chamber. Otherwise, make sure you go over to WrestleTalk.com to sign up and do Wrestle League predictions. I've made my predictions. You can make yours too. And until then, Sat, what's over there? Distract them. Oh, what's over there?
0: Thank you good night. I'll see you later.